Elevated Results podcast is produced and edited by Level 4 Podcast Network, a downtown Colorado Springs studio that you can trust to get your voice heard. What is up, everybody? This is Zach with the Elevated Results. I sit next to my co-host, Zoe. Hello. And our guest, Gary, today. Hello, everybody. You, oh, I just want to stop real quick and thank you for just like going all in. Everyone that we've had on so far, their first time, they're like, hello, how are you? <laughs> like so timid and laid back. There's so, nothing quiet about me. I love it. That's going to be great. <laughs> Carrie is used to also recording a lot of um, like promotional stuff for the office. and You guys do a lot. We do. I actually did three at the office today. So I'm like, I I got all my jitters out and I'm just ready to go. I love that. So for the people that don't know you, give us a little bit of background, who you are, what you do. Hello, my name is Carrie Lukens. (laughs) I own Cell State Alliance Realty and Property Management. I like long walks on the beach. No, in all honesty, uh, my name really is Carrie Lukens, and I am the owner of uh, Cell State Alliance Realty and Property Management, in addition to the co-founder of the local 501c3 nonprofit called the Cause Network. That's COS Network for Colorado Springs. Love that. Tell um, me about the Cause Network, because it's one of the things when we first met that I was so excited to find out about you. And honestly, it was one of uh, probably the clincher for um, why I knew immediately I want to work with this woman. Awesome. So tell us about the Cause Network. Okay. First, I'm going to tell you, I have three kids, one grandkid, a husband, <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the, all, all the, you know, stats out of the way. Carrie does it all. Carrie. No. Yes. Carrie wants to do it all. Well, she's doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie also doesn't have balance this year. I used to. We'll talk about that. None because I, I always have had a word of the year. Okay. And this year... The word that I have had, it should have been balance, and it wasn't. But my, it was balance three years ago, and I had it then. I got to go back to balance. Anyway, all right. I love, the, that. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's 2021. It, it, it is. Balance. It is. Yes. Zach, do you know anything about the Cause Network? I know very little from what she has said, because I'm, I'm sure you know Zoe's energy. Whenever she's very hyper and happy about something, hits really high points, and then it just, ah! You know, yeah. And so that's what I know. Okay. I just know high points and just it's and a ah, good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, said, I love. The, he the, knows ah. we're doing this, and then <laughs> and then he said, "Okay." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. So I founded the Cause Network with um, my business partner, um, Preston Smith. Okay. I've always had this idea in this dream that we can only start small and make changes in our families, in our uh, subdivisions, in our schools, in our towns, our villages. We can't start big and go small. We have to start small and go big. Um, and we named it the Cause Network, a play on the word cause, but also for Colorado Springs. So we hold quarterly networking events. Everybody comes together. The idea is that people want to give. People want to make a difference. Yeah. A lot of people in, a, in our society are able to give some money. $33 a month, that's a dollar a day. You know, you could probably find that in the couch, you're walking down the street, that type of thing. Or you can be intentional about it and set it aside. That's $100 a month, that's $400 a year. Um, and so we have these quarterly networking events where everybody gets together. We have a lot of fun. We chit chat, we have music, we eat, we drink, be, be merry, and, and you know, network. 
everybody in attendance brings $100. And then we have two, three, four hundred dollars or four hundred people attending these, we have twenty to forty thousand dollars collectively. And every quarter we have three local charities that have zero state or national funding that we represent. And we take all of those monies, we divide them equally between those three local nonprofits that have no national or state funding. So you know that your $100, instead of going into a general fund, is now helping a local, you know, nonprofit lease a building, buy a vehicle, provide needed services to the homeless, to the veterans, to um, Go Baby Go is going to be one of those. That's a fabulous, fabulous. It's a nationwide charity, but they're funded by local chapters. And they take um, automobiles, you know, the little like... um, Not go karts, but um, big like, wheel, not like big those wheels. Little play school cars, the, yeah, like the kids. play school yeah. cars for that, that run on batteries uh-huh. and modify them for children with disabilities, so they can experience oh, that is cool. just like any every other child. That is amazing. Um, because the idea is that we can all give, yeah. but together we can give big. I love that. So you started that with you and your business partner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Preston did- and I started that actually in December of 2018. So it's okay. been two years ago this month. That's amazing. Congratulations Thank on you. that. That's and, phenomenal. And so this is something I know you're really proud of. You can put a number on how much you've given so far. We can put a number on how much we've given collectively through the nonprofit as well as the brokerage. So um, something that sets Sell State Alliance Realty and property management apart Um from the other 442, I think, brokerages in the, in the Pikes Peak MLS <laughs> region is we have the largest um, amount of national Homes for Heroes affiliates okay. in our brokerage. Homes for Heroes is a national program that was founded right after 9-11 to help five different industries uh, of heroes, military, law enforcement, firefighters, healthcare professionals, and teachers. That's cool that teachers are in there, too. I love it. My mom just retired from teaching at 74 years old when COVID hit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's an overlooked, you know, subgenre of people. Like, it's, they always get overlooked. They always get overlooked. And they are so under does like uh, under recognized yeah. yeah they spend more time with our youth and our children than we do oh yeah oh yeah because i think of just with our daughter you know she's almost two but in the two years that we've had her if i had to be in full control like if she wasn't going to go to school or anything that would be one of the most difficult things ever in my opinion and i see a lot of people on facebook on instagram you know twitter all that stuff saying these teachers, they need to either lose their funding yeah. or they need to do something to teach let's, my kids. I'm like, they're not I your babysitters. Of, yeah. Let's pay teachers less yes. because my taxes go to sending my child to school. And if my child is schooling from home, then what are we paying teachers for? I'm like, <laughs> I know a couple teachers that have been through just the most amount of blood, sweat, and tears to try and get their virtual learning engaging and helpful. And they're not working any less. They're working more. Much more. more. Much more. (laughs) When you're in a classroom, physical setting, you can, as much as possible, modify to each child's individual needs and wants. When you're doing it virtually, there is no way to do that. Not only that, children need physical touch. 
And, and, you know, even if it's, you know, fist bumping your teacher because you're not supposed to hug in public schools anymore, whatever the case may be, <laughs> um, you know, the, the kids get to play together at school. Yeah. They get to, you know, they learn social skills. And we are in an, an era that I'm afraid of because they're not being taught that for our, our emotional health. You need that touch. You see the rising numbers of child suicide and mental health issues. And it's absolutely tragic. It is. And I mean, we see that with with our daughter, like we were talking about on the way up into the studio. If we take her to the grocery store, she tries to say hi to every single living soul. (laughs) And it's just because she doesn't have that. Like she knows us and our family that's close. Outside of that, she doesn't has no human interaction. And it's sad because of, you know, the state of everything that's going on. So I kind of interrupted you. What is (laughs) what is your um, total give? Okay. so Homes for Heroes, there's four affiliates um, at South State Alliance Realty. Okay. Um, and we um, compose the group of 719 Heroes. Nice. Um, so we do a lot of fundraising in town for those five hero groups. We do a lot of sponsorships and drives. And then when anybody in one of those industries uses us or anyone at the brokerage, the, any of our agents that offer the, the reward, we gift them back 25% of the commission that we earn as a thank you for being a hero. Wow. We then gift another 5%. So we're giving up 30% of our commission that we're earning. The 5% goes to the National Foundation of Homes for Heroes, and they help heroes across the, the nation when the time comes. Wow. Um, so in September, we hit just over a million dollars in two and a half years giving back to our local community. That's phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank like, you. That is... <laughs> Amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So I interviewed with Carrie and Preston back in, I, it had to have been way early March, yeah. maybe even February, because there were just some rumblings about COVID when we were talking. But the the way you both looked at me, you were like, yes, we've reached this number, but we're going to double it. And I was like, oh, they're going to do it. There was no doubt in my mind. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to double it. And so um, it, it your philanthropic activities are what I think set you apart so much from what I see people just, you know, real estate, of course, is sales, it's money, there's a lot of money to be made. I remember going through school and hearing there's an unlimited amount of money to be made. And that's so true. But what is that without giving back to other people? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you know, we we've all heard the story, the only thing that we have is that dash. And what does that dash mean to you? And that dash to us means being able to leave a legacy of giving to our children and and our communities. That's phenomenal. That's really great. So you kind of touched on it. But how do you two know each other? This is a question Zoe always throws at me, so I get to <laughs> I know, give back. you're really pulling a Zoe here. I like to ask the tough questions. That's awesome. Um, Carrie and I know each other because I am a realtor at Self State Alliance and Property Management, so she's my managing broker. But I was really happy to meet Zoe because I actually knew Zoe's stepdad before I knew Zoe, um, and he always talked about what a, a, a firecracker you were, and, <laughs> and then I met you, and he was totally, you know, honest in that. <laughs> you know, you just meet those people in life that you immediately click, and I think that we were... The, that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what happened. I went into that meeting kind of having only um, been an unlicensed assistant transaction broker for a couple different agents, sales agents for new homes, things like that. And so I was kind of like all in my nerves. You know, my stepdad had a big plan 
so we go into mead and I didn't really know what to expect. And just having left with a genuine connection made such an impression on me. I was like, these, these people are doing the things that I want to be doing. That makes me happy. Yeah. So it was like that decision was made instantly. And so over the course of months, the plan changed. And so I had to text Carrie and say, hey, like, is there still a place for me here? Because that's an integral piece of my puzzle. I need to be going here and nowhere else. Well, and you know what? That was a really great wake up call for me because I do find myself overwhelmed and stretched in too many. Uh, and and that's entirely, my, I have to own that, you know, because I do a lot. Um, and so, you know, I've never told you this, but I am so sorry. I didn't stay more on top of making sure you knew you had a place to come home to. Well, thank you. It was thank really funny. You know, she was terrified. Oh, yeah. I, I remember like, her after she graduated. She's like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go to sales. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Why? She goes, well, because the plan, like, it's different. I'm like, just talk to him. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. You got this. So, like, you look at what you bring. Like, you will be – and to me, just from seeing you on social media, um, hearing how you speak, how you carry yourself, it reminds me a lot of her. And so I was like, you two are two compliment. peas in a pod. It's like, me. Well, I know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I was like, this has to work. We can fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so nervous. And so I was really happy when she was ecstatic when she came home. Like, call. she never calls. And so she called me. And I was like, oh, this must be important. Like, yeah. it's either really bad or really good. <laughs> so that was yeah. great. I was I was so jazzed to to realize, okay, and scared too. Like, well, I'm, I'm doing this for myself. So that's a little scary. But it doesn't really feel like that. And it's never felt like that. Good. Um, so because yeah. that's another thing, even though the initial plan when we met was completely different than what it looks like today. At the end of the day, Preston and I, um, we want every single one of our agents to know that we are there to help you be successful, to brand yourself. It's our job to brand Sell State Alliance. <laughs> Nobody else's. Yeah. It's your job to, 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 to brand you as the elevated realtor um, and, and, and get that out there. And we are not successful unless we can help you guys become successful. So that's a great little. I love that. It's amazing, right? Because even just to think that I'm able to say for the first few transactions that I complete that I'm bringing the owners of my brokerage along with me to help. These are my mentors. These are the people helping me. I couldn't have chosen better. And and in one of our mentoring classes, Preston said, you know, find find a mentor, find someone other than me. And there is someone that I talked to about business things and I met her through makeup, but you know, I'm like, how you guys, you guys are good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of watching. I'm like, I'm good. This is, thank this you. Enough. Yeah. So it's really good. But one of the things that I mentioned on Facebook, if anybody is watching is that you have undergone a life changing, life saving, incredible transformation. And when I found that out, of course, because the root of our little podcast has to do with fitness and wellness. I was so excited <laughs> because um, having met you, I know that you are, without a doubt, one of the strongest and most determined people that I know. Thank you. To have heard about your transformation just confirmed it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, of course. My my suspicions were true. So tell <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you became the running realtor okay. and, and your story with that. I want to hear all about it. So, you know, we all go through life and and we have choices on how we are going to handle what life throws at us. 
Some of them are great. Some of them are horrible. And then a lot of them are in the in-between. And, and it's what we ultimately decide. We, uh, you know, at society, we as individual humans become complacent and just roll with the flow. Well, I spent 20 years being well over 300 pounds. And when I was 37 years old, um, I weighed 350 pounds. And my doctor looked at me and he said, you're going to be 40 and dead. You have to make a change. And that was at 37? So That you was had, at 37. Had, he gave you three years at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. Ow. I was so morbidly obese. Um, even though I was a strong woman, even though I, I participated in physical things, I let the mental and and poor decisions that I made, you know, and, and I wasn't always that way. You know, growing up, I was very, very healthy and very, very physical. I played, you know, multiple, multiple sports. I lettered as a freshman in, in varsity basketball. And, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> so I went from great. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you a funny about me. I spent all my um, teenage years in New Jersey. Okay. Um, and this is back in the 80s, so give it, you know. <laughs> um, we did a fundraiser at school, um, and I jello wrestled for a fundraiser at my high school. I love it. Times have changed. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Because they would have shut it down. Well, that's something I heard of on TikTok, too. They, they were saying, like, what's the most obscure thing your school did? And they did that. Yeah. Like, and car washes with the cheerleading squad. Yeah, uh -huh. like, what? Okay. Wow. So um, I jello wrestled in high school. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the thing I always throw out at, you know, Christmas parties or get togethers, you know, you know, you, you, you meet new friends, find somebody that's done nothing, you know, yeah, yeah. what's the most weird thing that you're, you know. Guess in the room. Yeah. Who jello wrestles in high school? That's Everyone's amazing. looking around like. <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. Um, so I I took back my life um, and I started literally by walking around the block. Um, and then I had a friend tell me about the C25K program, which stands for uh, couch potato to 5K. Yep. Um, and I started the C25K program. My children were going to an early morning um, religious class. And so while they were there, I would sit out in the parking lot with the other moms and do Tabata squats and, and whatnot. <laughs> and I... Okay, picture this, 350-pound carry with three kids and everything, married to a Green Beret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Total difference. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I come from a very large family. I have 10 siblings. Mom and dad are still married. Whoa. Yep. They just wow. celebrated 51... The, the, yeah, they just celebrated 51 years. I had to think about it. Wow, congratulations to them. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and several of my my siblings are large as well. Um, and several of my sisters and I tried out multiple times and made it through three different rounds on Biggest Loser. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what? Wow. Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking like Bob and Jillian, mm -hmm. ABC. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's crazy. So we auditioned, you know, with, okay, this is what's going to change us. Yeah. You know what? Nobody can change you. Yep. You have to change you. Yep. Um. Wow. So yeah, I started walking around the block, started doing Tabata squats. I learned about CrossFit then because my husband was a Green Beret. He's retired since mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. And um, and just um, I said, I, I, I've got too much to live for. I, I can't die. Um, I did make the decision um, to start running then. I also made the decision to um, have gastric bypass. So I did have gastric bypass okay. in 2000. 
11. Okay. So it was nine years ago last month. Um, between that and I followed the nutrition. I did tons of research. I didn't want to be another statistic. I didn't want to have the traditional dumping syndrome and lose my hair because of a surgery and just have problem after problem after problem. So I did so much research um, and I made sure I was giving myself the proper nutrients with this decision, the decision to have the gastric bypass was just another tool in my toolbox to be able to be alive. Yeah. Uh, to be 40 and fit instead of 40 and dead. Yeah. So um, over the course of a little over a year, I lost 160 pounds and I started running and I decided to run a half marathon. What? Wow. Actually, okay, so did you do any 5Ks or anything in yes. between that? Okay. I actually did. I, I did like the dirty girls and 5Ks when I was a big girl. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. Um, my best friend actually, this is, so this is early 2012, actually. So there's a group of five of us that have been best friends for almost 20 years. Yes. Um, and one of them was moving back to Germany because we all met, our husbands were all in the military. And um, so Rachel was moving back to Germany and she goes, I want to run a half marathon before I move back. And we were like, okay, we're going to train and we're going to run it with you. And so we um, paid for the Slacker Half Marathon. It's the last weekend of June and it starts at Loveland Ski Base and it goes downhill to Georgetown. Oh, wow. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not all downhill. The first, yeah. the first six and a half miles <laughs> is rolling and then it's downhill. That does a number on your quads if you're, if you're not prepared for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Um, and then Rachel had some health issues and she couldn't do it. And I said, well. I've trained for it. I'm doing it. I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> That's amazing. So how did you do? I finished. That's great. I have three goals every time I do a race. Finish, not finish last, and not die. I am 100% successful. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> That's, that sounds like goals that I would take for myself. Yeah, finish, don't be last, and don't You know, be they're smart. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's specific. Yeah. It's measurable. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I just, that to me, you know, you don't hear too many things about gastric bypass anymore mm -hmm. um what was your experience with that was it something that would you recommend it to other people if they did their own research as well because that to me is the key to all of this you did your research not oh i listened to the doctor right you, you did it yourself yeah so i had actually researched it for seven years wow. i was gonna have it done when we lived in germany seven years prior um and then my German doctor was going to do it and their healthcare system is different. And so he went on vacation and then we got PCS orders. And so it didn't happen. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So yes, it's been wonderful for me. I know a ton of people that it has not been wonderful for, but it is truly a lifestyle change. It's not a get fit like a quick, fix. easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not a get fit quick scheme like yeah. get rich quick scheme. <laughs> nothing nothing is and the more no. we do this pod and talk to different people about how they got where they're going nothing is just as simple as oh i did this and then fitness happened no it's never like that no um so you know it, it did wear on my body um i had it, it at this same time i had it um four months later um, I lost my job. I'm still recovering from this. I don't know what I'm, and I was in, in real estate at that time. Um, but I was a, a, you know, an employee for another company. What am I going to do? Oh, woe is me. I feel sorry for myself. But you, 
you have to be in, intentional in every choice that you make. And you've got to look not only of as what's going to happen now, what are the secondary and the tertiary, you know, outcomes. Um, I, I, and during my weight loss journey, um, I learned how to plan. Um, and I teach all of our agents the 135 business planning, but I do a 135 plan in life. Any action I want to do. Okay, this is my big goal. Here's three things that I need to work on. So three objectives to get there. And then I have five focus things to reach each objective. But then I take it a step further and I get, give myself three possibilities. What, you know, what like obstacles that may come up and one solution for each one of those. That's life changing for me. That is amazing. I'll have to draw it for you when we get home because Preston drew it for me on the board one time and I was just like, what can't this be applied to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And and yeah, if you apply it to everything in life and it really just takes, but write it down. Yeah. Because one of my favorite quotes is if it's not, if your goals aren't written, then they're only a dream. I a hundred percent believe in that. And that's something that I am changing now because <laughs> I hate writing. I, yeah. I can't stand it. Kevin gets it. It's it's just one of those things I I would rather type or have it on my phone, something like that. But that has gotten me nowhere. See, the problem with ADHD and putting things in your phone is you if you have a problem with object permanence, you put it in your phone <laughs> and you can't see it every day and then you forget about it, yeah, which is why <laughs> yeah, so we like, got our 2021 planners yep. today. So <laughs> we're really yeah. excited. Yeah. It's awesome. And I've always kept a, a pretty meticulous planner. And now working, I duplicate that planner in digital form, but... Yeah, I have to write it down. Otherwise, and I'm a list maker. Yes, but with my my one three five three ones, each one of them has a list. And when I, you know, get one of those action plans, I get the best satisfaction of crossing that off. I (laughs) achieved that. I don't care if it's I talked to two new people today, or you know, I reminded and and actually gave myself three ten minute breaks today. That's legit my life. <laughs> they look at my calendar and are afraid. That's, yeah, it's a lot. She's like, you know, Google gives you like 11 colors you could use. Yeah. You know, she's used them all. Wow. I've never seen that. <laughs> it's, just all, it's a rainbow of, of full block <laughs> events every That's week. Insane. Yeah. So what when you're going through gastric and the process afterwards, of course, your nutrition was on the top of your mind. Now you have to be active too after that. What yep. were some of your biggest obstacles? People didn't know and thought it was a get fit quick okay. scheme. And so besides my husband and a couple of close friends, there was really no support. Um, I, I, The military did do it through our insurance. I had to see a psychologist. I had to see a dietitian. I had to see a whole bunch of different professionals. I had to lose 15 pounds. So I was 350 pounds. So I had to lose 15 pounds before they would actually do the surgery. They wanted to know that I was going to make somewhat of an effort. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's been a long time. Lack of support and lack of understanding. It, it truly, no, 
in, unless I went into details like this and said, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Right. And then, and then you don't want to have that conversation every day. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm doing this so I don't die. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people are like, really? Just, you know, go on a diet or, you know. It's, I, 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 for 20 years, I was big. Yeah. I tried every single thing out there. Every single thing out there. I don't even want to know how much money, <laughs> how much time, you know, but I remember when my son, it wasn't that I lost weight. He, it was that he grew up a little bit enough and he put his arms around me and he, and he was hugging me and he says, mom, it's a miracle. Do you know what that did? My mom heart. Yeah. <laughs> that my little boy was now big enough to wrap his arms around me. What did my kids miss out on? On the flip side, what did they get once I realized that I was important enough to be around for them? Yeah, that's huge. Because yeah. that, to me, that kind of mentality, if a parent can give that as an example, that helps the child so much more in their development through age as well. Because then they know, okay, yeah, mom's worth it for herself. I'm worth it for myself. So that's a great example you set for them. So I, I you know, it made my heart happy when, yeah. when my kids say, Hey mom, I'm proud of you, you know, and then I cry and <laughs> I hate crying. So then I get mad. And <laughs> I'm a mad cry. We, we really are cycle. more alike. Yep. <laughs> I'm finding out more and more. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredible. I think I see it all the time, like on mommy stuff on social media, but like you can do hard things, mm -hmm. you know, and I think once you realize, once you really believe that, that is such an incredible example for your children, it, because it, who else is going to, you could tell them all day long, oh yeah, you can be anything you want, but if they don't, if they've never seen that yeah. happen in real life, how are they to know? Exactly. We have to teach by example. Yeah. Um, I have a kind of a wrinkled, you know, canvas in my office, um, that I got a long time ago, but it's another one that I live by and it says she believes she could. So she did. And I did, um, you asked how I became the running realtor. Not yeah. only did I do, I did that half marathon and my best friend Spartan races. This was in 2012. Then were just coming into existence. Uh -huh. And the very first one at Fort Carson was held um, in September. Uh, I, yeah. In September of 2012, it might've been August. Um, and so my best friend, Christy was like, Hey, let's go do this. I was like, okay, I've never done one before. You know, we've done the dirty girls and the color runs and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> was that a different ball yeah. game? And we didn't realize, I don't no. know if I'm speaking for you too, but we, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, anyway, we know. had um, Casey, she does yeah. Spartan races uh -huh. and she was telling us all about them. And I was just like mind blown because Casey she's a, she's is an amazing massage therapist. Isn't yes, she phenomenal? She is. She's amazing. I love yes. Casey. Yes. She is an amazing human, but that's amazing that you did one yourself and yeah your first what like you just went in and no clue what to expect i That's learned probably off. better it, it to is be honest. it is yeah. but you hit your three you're not dead yeah, exactly you I, said you I, didn't come I in didn't last place last, and you and i didn't it. die so yeah it's great and <laughs> exactly and then i learned about the spartan trifecta oh my goodness because there's three different distances yep and so okay and 2013 came around. Why not? <laughs> and so I only got two that year. But then my sister called me and she said, hey, let's run a marathon. 
And so we signed up and it's a lottery for the St. George Marathon. And me and two of my sisters all got in That's on our amazing. first Really? Run. Yes. That's amazing. Wow. And so I went, oh, hell, I guess I'm running a marathon. <laughs> so I started training for a marathon and we did it. Um, I hate the full marathon. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then <laughs> I discovered the ultra and I only Why like one type that? of ultra. I, because there's bacon. <laughs> because there's bacon. <laughs> That's a good enough reason to do things. Okay. Right? Okay. So explain the ultra. <laughs> An ultra is anything over a, a marathon distance. Well, the, in Palmer Lake, they do the Palmer Fun Run every spring. Generally, it's in April. And um, the the course around Palmer Lake is a kilometer. Okay. So people meet out there for 24 hours, and they run as much or as little as they want to. And so I got to do it on my terms. I wasn't – I was only competing with myself. Okay. And so it took me about 12 hours, but I took lots of breaks and stuff, you know, but I ran 75 kilometers, which is almost 47 miles. <laughs> I'm good. That's amazing. Wow. But I could not, I could not. That was fun. <laughs> because, because I got to do it on my terms. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't competing with, I mean, I'm a huge competitor. Don't get me wrong. That was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> Yeah. You seem very competitive, and I, I love that. I'm very competitive. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm my, I, I only have to beat me and my last, you know, attempts at anything. But so I got the obstacle course bug. And 2015 was my really crazy, really, really crazy year. I did 12 Spartans, <laughs> 10 half marathons. Stop, no. <laughs> Uh, 15K, a 12-hour endurance event, a 6-hour endurance event, a 24-hour CrossFit AMRAP, which stands for as many reps uh -huh. as possible. I didn't count the 5 and 10Ks because they were just training runs. And I did two Ultra Ragnars, which do you know what a Ragnar is? Oh, and I did no. one Tough Mudder that year, too. <laughs> How many things insane. did you do that year? Not including your 5 and 10Ks. I just want to put a mathematic... Um, 12, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, I think. Wow. In 52 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. That's amazing. So how did you feel? So you had like, it, not including the 5 and 10Ks, you had basically a week off in between events almost. Well, that was also the year. <laughs> I'm afraid about what's going to come out of your mouth right there's an international nonprofit called I Run For, okay. and they pair able-bodied runners with people that can't run, either due to a um, birth different ability or or an accident. Okay. And in 2014, I was paired with a little girl named Lily who lives in Ohio, um, who can't run and will never compete like me um, due to some birth different abilities. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sent all of my medals and everything to Lily. Mm. Um, and so in 2015. I ran 2,015 miles for Lily. So wow. broken down, it was five and a half miles a day. And so when I did, you know, a half marathon, well, then I didn't have to run for two days because I had it covered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
I wish I would have known it, the full extent of what we were going to be talking about because I would have named this something completely different. Like, <laughs> this is like a full range of emotion. No, this is honestly, amazing. Honestly, like, I feel this way at the office and sometimes I go home and I wonder, like, am I just really excited about my new career, which is great. But right now we're sitting here just talking about you. I'm, I have had chills the whole time. Aww. And so I'm just like, has anyone ever met someone? You just have chills the whole time. That is so this awesome. is incredible. I mean, yeah, you, you think of 150 pound plus weight loss, right? That's enough to be like, that's like, that's, that's a huge amazing. milestone. That's, that's a fifth grader. That's, yeah, that's, that's a lot of you've shed adults. a person. Yeah. yeah. So that is huge. But all of these things, and I think if I could narrow it down to one thing, it would be that it's coming from your heart. And so it's just really special. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm learning new because, of course, we haven't talked about any of this yeah. before. And so um, I'm uh, just flabbergasted. I'll to be tell honest. you, it was so that 12 hour endurance event. Um, I have a friend up in the Denver metro area that runs a company called Burden Operation. Um, and, you know, we have to support each other with uh, burdens. And so he does these endurance events. There's generally six and 12 hours. And so he was doing one in Golden. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this one. You know, I hadn't done a 12 hour one. And so I signed up and I showed up at the park in Golden. And there was, I asked his wife, Laura, um, I said, where is everybody? She's like, well, we have 16 people signed up. I was like, great. Where is everybody? <laughs> Where is everybody? And then a couple guys, four guys came. And now these four guys are all podium winners, uh, uh, true athletes, and me. Yeah. I'm the only female. All right. <laughs> and we have to have, we had our packs, our rucks. Um, mine had to be at least um, 40 pounds and theirs had to be at least 60 pounds, plus our food and water that we needed for the 12 hours. Wow. And so we started out in this park and they were doing some team exercises. And because I um, was the only female there, um, and I actually had torn my quad, but that's a totally <laughs> different story. <laughs> David, my friend, had me take everybody's packs and I had to hold them and squat with them all. So I had one on my back, one on each side, one on my front <laughs> um, and, and then holding one. So f five packs total. Um, and while the guys were doing their thing as, and as I'm doing this, I count in my head. That's one of my OCD things is I, I counter and I realize I'm holding the amount of weight that I lost. <gasps> Oh, wow. And I bawled. That's a cool moment. I bawled. Wow. That was such an amazing moment to me personally. Probably one of the most defining moments because I can do hard things. I, I did this for 20 years and I didn't know how hard it was. And now that I've made changes, I can still do hard things, but I'm a better person because I did make those changes. Wow. This is like full of gold sound bites. Like I'm just so excited for post-production of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words, to be honest. So I'm be. just going to ask you some more questions. Okay. So I asked you what your obstacles were, what you just mentioned to us, a defining moment. What were your best successes in that period? What kept you going? A lot of people that go through weight loss surgery, um, whether it's the bypass or the sleeve, the gastric bypass or the sleeve, um, 
they find new addictions. And for a long time, you know, for a couple of years, then my obstacle course racing and my half marathons became my new addiction. But I tempered that with finally understanding, finally coming to terms with I was worth my time and I was worth my effort. And so my running time became my time. I could listen to what I wanted to. I could think about whatever I wanted to. Um, I could set my own goals and I was the only one that was going to be able to, to know if I'm, if I achieved them and if I didn't achieve them, it was because a choice I made. And so I love the running aspect of that because it's nobody else but you. I like that because that to me, anytime we have a, a runner on the show, my first question is why? Like why? Zach is not a runner. <laughs> hate running? Like I just, I really do. I've, I ran, you know, in school and stuff growing up and I just, I despised it. And so I always like to know like what makes you do that? Because it's my time. I love that. It's selfish. Yeah. It's my time. But that's great. Yeah. Because it's your time and it's working in multiple facets. Exactly. So that's a and win, win, win. When you as an individual can take time to be you and really know you, then you can be a better person for everybody that you interact with. So is it truly selfish or is it you just trying to give back more? I like that. I like that That's a lot. Beautiful. So that kind of gives me a perfect segue into talking about who you are as a businesswoman. Yeah, that's what I want to get into. Yeah. Because to me, just the fact that you accomplished what you did physically is amazing. Very Thank few you. people do that. Um, it takes a lot of determination, a lot of effort, a lot of planning. And from what it sounds like, you plan very meticulously. And so concurrently to you achieving all of these fitness goals, <laughs> uh, life transformation, you are also transforming your career. I was. Yes. Because you said you lost your job. Yep. Right I, after having the surgery, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so um, I decided to get my real estate license. I had been an unlicensed assistant and a property manager in town for six years. Okay. Um, lost my job. And okay, you know what? I loved it. I was good at it. Why not do it? <laughs> because I really found that I loved real estate. Um, and that's why I kind of named myself the running realtor. Um, and my tagline at the time was running real estate along the front range in Eastern Plains. Because you got to come up with a little tagline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got my real estate license in 2013. Okay. I got into the industry in 2007, but I didn't get licensed until 2013. Wow. Um, and I uh, started selling. And my first year, I was pretty successful. Um, and the brokerage I was with um, ended up not being a great fit for me. Um, and because I had been pretty successful, um, a lot of people were headhunting me, and it was flattering and, and everything. Um, but I realized they're head hunting me, but whose business business is mine. So I did a whole bunch of research on a whole bunch of people in town. Um, that's one aspect about social media I like is it was a lot easier to do research on the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the, on the down low, on the right. slide. <laughs> um, and I came up with a list of three, uh, three pages of questions. And I narrowed it down to five different brokerages in town. Um, and I went to them and I interviewed them. 
because I was learning to like myself. I'd spent, you know, now over 40 years not liking myself, loving myself, knowing my worth or value. And um, no, I, I, I've got something to bring to the table. So um, I've got to make sure that you're going to be a good fit for me. Um, and so I went and, and, and interviewed with those five companies. Um, and the minute I sat down with the previous owner um, and managing broker of Cell State Alliance Realty, um, probably five minutes into, into the conversation, I knew that the fit was, was right. And that's where I was going to go. Wow. Um, so I went over there in July of 2014. 2015 was my crazy year. I still did a lot of crazy in 16. Okay. Then I was in Florida in so I, I, I mean, I was just selling real estate. And I, I, don't, I don't say just because people think real estate's easy. <laughs> I've heard that from a lot of people, but from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it is. Real estate is herding cats. It's just... Yeah. Managing people. Real estate is hurting cats. Real estate is waking up unemployed every morning and having to find somebody to employ you. Yeah. The the moment you make money in real estate, you immediately become unemployed again. Yeah. And so um, just, do you ever have a job? Well, it feels like it because you're working 60 hours a week. It's not a job because right. it's a career. It's a choice. Job stands for just over broke. Oh, Ooh, I, like that. I like that. So we don't have jobs. Yeah. We have career choices. Careers. Love it. So, um, and I was having fun along the way. You know, we took my daughter for her senior trip to Hawaii and my husband and I, you know, went to Uray and did the Mount Sneffels half marathon together. You know, we just did, we had fun. Yeah. And um, we have a industry leaders conference. Self State does. It's It's a franchise and we're based out of Fort Myers, Florida. Okay. So generally, it's an invite-only opportunity. The top 1% of sales estate agents in the nation are invited for a couple of days of training. Um, and then each owner uh, of a franchise um, has a couple of extra invitations that they can give to people that they think are up and coming. Well, in 2015, I was given one of those up and coming because I, I, I joined Cell State in July and the conference was in September. Um, and so I went to Naples, Florida for that one. And that was awesome. It was amazing. I learned a ton, had some weird things that we won't talk about on <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask. <laughs> um, and then um, it, I was, I returned in 2016. I earned a spot in 2016. Um, and I was sitting listening to our keynote speaker, um, a gentleman by the name of Dave Ferguson. He's an international, uh, motivational speaker, a bestselling author. He's, a uh, uh, what's his name? James C. Maxwell, certified coach. Um, uh-huh. Dave's an amazing, amazing person, just a human being. Um, and whatever you believe in, um, I was listening to um, him talk about his book called Boss Versus Leader. And I heard a voice behind me say, you're buying a brokerage. <laughs> and I turned around and nobody was there. I, there was a wall like I'm this. I'm just laughing because I'm like, this is so the, like there was a wall and I freaked out a little <laughs> and I turned back around. I mean, we're in a really nice resort and I'm trying to be professional <laughs> and I'm freaking out. <laughs> And I turned back around and tried to re-engage, and I heard it a second time. I said naughty words in my mind. Yeah. 
no kidding. <laughs> um, so I excused myself and I went up to our room and Carl was up there, my husband, and I was like, um, so <laughs> apparently I'm buying a brokerage. <laughs> Weird things are happening. <laughs> I haven't drank. I don't do drugs. You <laughs> right. know, um, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had a small team. I was part of a small team at the time um, with two other agents um, in our office. And so we started talking. I came back from the conference and we started talking. Um, and in April of 2017, um, I decided, okay, we, we laid the foundation and we're going to leave. And I'm going to start my own brokerage. And I was going to go independent. Um, and so I went to the previous owner, Tom, and um, said, I'm leaving. I'm taking my team with me and I'm going to go start my own brokerage. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, crap. No, he's like, <laughs> let's talk. Um, I don't know that I want to be an owner anymore. You know, he 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 and his wife had had different ideas for where they wanted their professional uh, goals to go. Okay. And so we negotiated for a long time, for, for eight months. Uh, let's see, April. Actually, we negotiated for six months. And announced it six months later, and then two months after that, January 1st, 2018, was my first official day as the owner of South State Alliance Realty. Wow. So. So. Just really quick. Was that here? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So tell us, since 2018, because I know a lot of big things are happening, <laughs> what have you done with South State Alliance Realty? Because I know now we have a mouthful. We say South State <laughs> Alliance Realty and Property Management. Yes. <laughs> So first I moved our location. Um, so we're, we're much more easily accessible to our clientele as well as have a better presence in the community. Um, we have grown. We've more than doubled in agent count. Um, there were 23 agents and fleeing. A, a lot of them were leaving uh, when I purchased uh, the business and we're currently sitting at 59. Wow. Um, and we have a pre-licensing school, so anybody who wants to get their real estate license, they can go through um, South State Alliance Realty. We added a property management division right as COVID hit. Nice. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to learn how to pivot with pandemics. Um, so we haven't grown as quickly as I wanted to um, with a pandemic, but we're still doing pretty okay. That's great. Um we opened up a commercial division. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and we are opening two new offices. So <laughs> the end of this month, we are opening an office in Pueblo. Um, and then in April, we'll be opening a third location in Falcon. Nice. Very cool. Yep. Hitting the planes. Hitting the planes. So did a little voice tell you that you were going to open up an office in Pueblo? <laughs> No. Oh, did that? Was that Preston that told you that? That That was the little voice. It was Preston. Okay. (laughs) So, how did you guys, how did he and you become partners? Like, what happened there? So, he was at a previous firm as well. His brother in law owns a a local uh, boutique firm. And when he got his license, he he was with his brother in law. Um, Sometimes working with family isn't the best. Mm. Um, And he and Tom, the previous owner, had been friends for a long time. They knew each other from other industries. And so he came over to to sell state. Um, I met him. I love to tell the story and he hates it. (laughs) Yay, tell it. I'm a stickler for being able to um, expand and grow your sphere. And so the very first time I met him, I asked him for a business card and he didn't have one. 
He's never been without a business card since. <laughs> Ever. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so we were just agents both at South State Alliance. Um, he and his wife were selling some property that they had. Um, the buyer of that property reached out directly to him. He didn't want it to be a conflict of interest. He referred them to me. Um, so I got to know him and, and, and his wife, Lori, a little bit during that transaction. Um, and then I bought the brokerage and I issued him one of those up and coming invitations to industry leaders um, in 2018. And uh, so he came to Florida um, in 2018 for the industry leaders conference. And uh, Gianna Bingham, um, who's going to be the managing broker down in, in Pueblo, um, she was in attendance. We had a couple of others. We had, I think, 13 of our agents qualify that year, which is That's phenomenal. Because yeah. you said it's like top 1%, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have two invitations. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I love our agents and I'm so proud of them. <laughs> um, but uh, he said that that conference was life changing for him. Um, and so we just, we clicked, um, you know, business wise. Um, and I love his wife, Lori, and he likes Carl and, 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 you know, we all get along. You, you meet those people. Actually, I have another friend who's a realtor in town, and we talk a lot about this. Soulmates don't have to be sexual. No. And he's like my business soulmate. Yeah. That's <laughs> interesting. I've never heard of that. You I know, like that. You run into so many different people yeah. in all walks of life, in every age, and and they're the perfect match for you in some way. And so he's my business soulmate. I love that. Um, my husband calls him my wubby, my work hubby. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know Preston always says, I don't know what I'd do without my wives. You know, and if it's a mixed group, he's like, well, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have some work wives. I have a real wife that I have some <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's amazing to see your dynamic. And I think the the way that you kind of have built that trust between each other, that just permeates the office that feeling business acumen is amazing yeah amazing we're gonna have him on in a couple weeks awesome um yeah as soon as he can get on and just to hear him talk about the things that he's accomplished he has done really cool so much in life and so he's the business uh, uh, he's the business we're the mullet i Business and front party. party back. Back. <laughs> He's business, and uh, not that I'm the party, but I'm the heart and soul yeah. uh, of the business. And our strengths and weaknesses uh, like play off of each other. So it's just a perfect professional uh, soulmate match. Yeah, that's <laughs> phenomenal. I love that. Would you say that your your drive, your determination, like kind of even the things that you've gone through in life, set you up? for success in the business world and how you're really in my turn, you're conquering it and not just you're conquering it to me in, in, in a situation where it's usually male driven, but here you are an amazing woman has accomplished so much and you're still killing it. I've never thought of it. Just, Get out there and get it done. <laughs> Being one of 11 children, 
I had the most unusual eclectic upbringing of almost anybody I've met. I was born in Arizona. When I was almost four, like three and a half, we moved to Alaska. Whoa. And so then we lived in Fairbanks, Alaska for a total of almost 10 years. But three years in the middle of that, we lived in a tiny little Eskimo village way above the Arctic Circle. Um, And so... uh, being exposed to different, you know, demographics and, and history and heritages and everything my entire life, (laughs) you know, when you go to second and third grade, one of two white families in an Eskimo village of 400, and they're not even Inuits, which is the most common Eskimo, they're Inupiates. Um, They're a matriarchal society. You know, you learn diversity at a very young age. Bottom fell out of the oil market in the 80s. My my parents lost everything. At that time, there were nine of us. My mom and dad literally cashed in their their life insurance policies, sold everything they had, and we moved to New Jersey to catch the tail end of a building boom in New Jersey. And then I so I spent all of my teenage years in New Jersey. Um, Completely different dynamics. Yeah. We lived in a little melting pot um, when we very first got there. On one side of us, a town was Hasidic Jews. On the other time, their other side, they're Orthodox Jews. Hasidic and Orthodox Jews don't like each other, mm-hmm. and everybody else in the middle. <laughs> and and we were in English Town, or actually just outside of English Town, which has the largest outdoor auction in the nation. And you have a lot of the Amish and Mennonites coming from Pennsylvania. And I mean. I experienced it all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you either, you either thrive and, and find the positives and the opportunities or you shrivel and you die. And I've never been a dyer. It's one of your main three things for. Yeah, it's one of your main three goals. Don't die. (laughs) Don't die. (laughs) I love that. Just because to me, you're moving forward. You you don't have that give up mentality, and that's something that's missing in today's world. You know, it's it is a very woe is me mm-hmm. and kind of poor me mentality world that we live in. So especially now, yeah, especially right now. If if you had the opportunity to tell everyone that has that mentality how to get them out of that funk, how to kind of switch it and get into carry mode, how would you? <laughs> I wouldn't want that. On <laughs> How would you how would you do that? Because to me, my my first question is, do you have you written a book or when are you going to write your book? Because you have a very like we've only can I ghostwrite your book? Yeah. I'm like, we've only been here 57 minutes and we I feel like we could talk for three hours for stories. I'm in my mind thinking, okay, I have three more questions to ask and then we're going to do our roundtable and then we have to. (laughs) Yeah. So but what would your what would your advice be? to the person that is just down and out right now, you know, COVID's hit everyone or to keep them going. You know what? There's not, we're not failures. There's always opportunities. They're not obstacles. They're opportunities that we haven't conquered yet. They're, they're, you know, they're not failures. Look, how many shots did Michael Jordan take before he made one? You know, it's just an opportunity. And if, you're, if we're not practicing, uh, if we're not learning and growing, then we're dying. I like to say the day I stop learning is the day I start dying. Um, so find the opportunities. There, you know, it is a, it is a mindset. Um, it, it is 
and we have to consciously, like I said, be intentional. I could sit here and oh, woe is me on a lot. Mm -hmm. What is that going to do for me except give me a headache and make me cry? And I don't like to cry. And that gives me a headache. And then I'll sleep and wake up with a headache and puffy eyes. (laughs) So why do that to myself? You know? Yeah. And, And I like to tell my kids especially whatever whatever it is how is it going to affect you in 5 minutes 5 days 5 months and 5 years and if it's not going to affect you more than 5 minutes in 5 years let it go now otherwise give yourself 5 minutes and get over it <laughs> love that i like that love it yeah i think what i see in you that i love so much is the optimism is is not it's not naive it's it's just so strong it is what drives you it is and i think a lot of times people mistake hopefulness or optimism with maybe being misinformed or weak but to see what you've accomplished on the basis of hope in yourself in what you could do is so incredible Thank you. Yeah, amazing. So what you said earlier, I don't know if we were recording or not, but you said that you have a word every year (laughs) (laughs) and that your word for 2020 went out the window. Yep. Probably got replaced with a naughty word because, yep. yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's still there. I just had to um, dial it back. Okay. Generally, I don't tell my words okay. until the year's up. Okay. But in 2019, it, yeah, in 2019, it was balance. In 2018, it was intention. Okay. Oh, okay. I like that. So do you just kind of like, you wake up with that that word every day and how are you going to accomplish that? And then I ask myself at the end of the day, did I live my life with balance? Did I live with my life with intention? Did I do all of my dealings with, with people with balance and intention? And if not, how am I going to do it differently tomorrow? Do you have your word for 2021 picked out? Not yet. Okay. There is a book called The One Word. It's a super, super easy, quick little, like I like the little, you know, ones that you buy in the Hallmark store, you know. Yeah. Um, And it was given to me probably in 2015. And that's when I started um, doing a word of the year. Okay. Um, It's worth it. You can probably Amazon it or, you know. Uh, you know what? Go down to um, what's what's his name um, up here? Support local. Poor Richards. Uh, poor Richards. Yeah. Go to, oh, go I to that place. There. Yeah. Yes. Go, go go to Poor Richards and 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 get it from Poor Richards. Okay. Yes, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you could pick out one thing from this year that you're really proud of, really excited about, what would it be? It would be that we have been able to make a, a, a social impact on our local community to the amount that we have. The first year I bought the brokerage, we gave back two hundred sixty-eight thousand, oh, just over two hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. The second year was four hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, and then as of September, we were, we had already surpassed four hundred seventy-five thousand. Wow. And like you said, we had a goal to do a million in twenty twenty, but COVID. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Do you know anybody else has given back a million dollars in two and a half years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> <You know>? amazing. <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, I think it's time for our round table. Happy happy time. Yeah, things things we're happy about, things we're grateful for. It could yep. be anything. Yeah, you want to start? Me? Yeah. 
I start all the time. I know. I like it. I want you to start. <laughs> um, I, I want to thank Level 4. Yeah, I just want to thank Level 4 for giving creators in Colorado Springs a space. No. Yeah, Kevin um, runs into the room. Yeah, Kevin runs into the room and shuts it off. <laughs> no, I... I actually, I do feel this way about Kevin and his wife, Kim, but at, you were talking about business soulmates. I, I feel like I, you know, it's just that inexplicable feeling like you're in the right place with the right people. I am overwhelmed with happiness that I found that with you at Cell State. So that's one thing that even though sometimes I remember <laughs> taking my test, I had to take the test in Pueblo. I was driving home thinking, what the hell am I doing? Like, what wonderful timing did I decide to start a a new career, a people-focused career in the middle of COVID? (laughs) Like, I can't so much as pop into, you know, a, a, a model home without an appointment or shake somebody's hand. Like, what am I doing? I remember having a tiny crisis. And then I was like, well, I'm just gonna do it. I'm already here. So... With all of that kind of insecurity and then just for me and the type of person that I am starting something new and being insecure about it, finding my home at Cell State has been amazing. So that is the thing. Yeah. Thank you. Today and probably other days. I'm sure this won't be the last pod I mentioned that on. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? (sighs) It's about those opportunities, especially with COVID. Um my husband and I and our best friends had a retirement plan in 10 to 15 years and it's happening now. (laughs) So it's not an obstacle. It's an opportunity. My husband and our grandson, because we're raising our grandson, he's almost five and I love him. Um, Precious. I I love my kids too, but you know, (laughs) I love my grandson. a bit more it's it's okay we see it yeah. live you know like we <laughs> Both of our we're only children yeah. so we're used to kind of oh. getting all the attention right and as soon as we had our baby i mean it just, out the window. just forget us like zach yep. and zoe who because yeah. she's what matters <laughs> so because of covid we have the opportunity to fi- we found our retirement compound is what we call it now and our best friends and Carl and Killian are moving to Arkansas next month and I'll be doing a lot of back and forth because we're opening two new offices so right now I'm grateful for opportunities because had COVID not hit we wouldn't have this opportunity and it's what's right for us right now love that I want to talk about that for a second because you announced on Facebook and you had told us, you know, a couple of weeks prior. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like you're planning to leave everything you have here. And I kind of had to marvel at that in my mind, like the, the confidence, <laughs> to be honest. So, And then I thought, no, it's actually that you're secure enough in what you've built and that you can continue to do it. And I think that so it's the the self-confidence that I'm marveling at. How are you going to do it? I'm going to get a lot of frequent flyer miles for the foreseeable future because our commitment, it just restarted is 10 years to the franchise, Uh, Preston and mine. So, you know, I'm really grateful that there's a direct flight from Denver to Bentonville and that we're going to be 40 minutes from Bentonville and and that we're blessed enough that we can do that. And if we can't do it via flight, it's a 11 and a half hour drive. If you drive like my husband, it's a 12 and a half hour drive. If you'll drive like me, actually, I have a lead foot. <laughs> That's not so bad. I can get to Vegas in about nine hours. 
That's an 11 hour drive. I know. I know. But you don't have to go through Kansas. Nope. Yeah, that's true. Kansas is terrible. That's true. I complain about Utah. I've actually never been through Kansas. Oh, Utah is paradise compared to Kansas. Oh, my goodness. But it's an opportunity, especially with Killian uh, being, you know, he'll go to school next year. It's an opportunity for us to raise him in a manner that we want to um, and not feel pulled in different directions that society is pushing. It's it. a little town of 500. He's Ooh. either going to be big man on campus or little man on campus. There's not going to be anything in between. Wow. <laughs> 500. Wow. That's small. Yeah. That's amazing, though. So Amazing. Okay. So opportunity. Opportunity. Yep. I love that. What about you? Mine's family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you just saying that because of your hoodie? No, I, I am I, wearing I did, that one, I though. I did see that. Yes. <laughs> um, no. It, so... Had minor surgery last week. Didn't see my daughter in that week, really, because my parents took care of her. And um, I'm glad you're here and okay. Thank you. Um, The fact that we were able to do that to me is something very special, you know, because you don't have... I, I look at a lot of friends that, you know, have to worry about daycare and childcare all the time. And that's something we haven't ever had to worry about. And to go a step further than that is like... I missed my girl. I got to hang out with her today and it was just perfect. Like, and she was having a hard day. She's teething. And so she was not herself. It's hard to be too. But I have a picture of, she wanted me, like she patted on the bed. She wanted me to lay next to her. So I laid next to her and then she grabbed my hand and put it on her face. And I almost started crying. Like it just melted my heart. And so like today is... To me, it's family. You that's know, awesome. I, I talk about my my physical blood family, but also our family that's watching. You know, yeah. our family that supports our business, our family that believes in our community. Yeah. So, minus family. I love it. This is a great show, Carrie. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so I, much. Thank for you being guys here. so much for having me. <laughs> I've had so much fun. Yeah, Yay! this was great. And well, you're me, welcome back anytime. Yeah, this is part one. Yeah. Okay. Like, we'll have you, because I want to know. know more. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, thank you for sitting down with us, and thank you everyone that tuned in and that watched us on Facebook Live and that is listening to us on your audio platform. And we will be back next week from the Level 4 studio in downtown Colorado Springs. Thank you all, and have a good night. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Elevated Results. We are bringing this content to you from the Level 4 studio in downtown Colorado Springs. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Level 4 Podcast Network. Find us online at www.weareenp.com or on social media at WeRENP. If you have questions or want to be on our show, shoot us an email to sales at WeRENP.com. Thank you again for your support, and please leave us a review on this podcast and share it with your friends. Tune in next week.